Hi hosts, Matthew from Hospitable here and welcome to the very first episode of our brand new Hospitable Hosts podcast series. In this new podcast series, we'll get to talk to some remarkable industry experts, influencers, and C-suite executives from our space that are helping drive the short-term rental industry forward. We figured the best way to kick off our podcast is to start with Eric Moeller, Chief Executive Officer at Overnight Success. By the age of 19, Eric had already purchased his first property, and since then, he's been renovating and sold hundreds of properties throughout New Jersey, Southern California, and is rapidly expanding to other markets. But Eric's true mission is to educate and teach other hosts how to run a successful short-term rental business. He's the founder and host of the Airbnb Mastery Summit, where he personally interviews top experts on Airbnb, short-term rentals, and real estate from all over the world. Pretty remarkable, right? Well, buckle up and keep on listening, and don't hesitate to shoot us your questions and comments directly over at hospitable.com. So hello all, this is Matthew Demetrio, the VP of Customers here at Hospitable. Today, our guest is Eric Moeller of the CEO of Overnight Success, and we're going to discuss how to turn your short-term rental side hustle into a hospitality brand. Thanks so much for joining us here today, Eric. So to get started, right, at Overnight Success, I know that you have a few programs available to hosts. So really quickly, you want to tell us about you know how you're helping hosts today? Yeah, yeah, of course. And I appreciate you to, um, having me on here. I'm excited to uh, chat with you guys about this. What I'm passionate about is uh, scaling brands, hospitality brands. So yeah, what we do with Overnight Success is we help existing hosts develop the foundation to scale into a hospitality brand. And we do that two main ways. Well, one, we have our podcast, our blog, and our book called Get Paid for Your Pad. And that's really just like short-term rental one-on-one and stories from hosts, stories about us growing our own businesses. But inside Overnight Success, we have two programs. We have Legends X Accelerator. It's a 90-day program for hosts that are anywhere between one listings and about 25 listings that are really looking to develop a real brand around their, their hosting business instill the systems, instill a team and really scale what they're working on. So that's something that's our flagship. That's what we really focus on and really um, having a major impact in this industry with. And then uh, secondly, we have what's called Legends Mastermind, which is a high-end mastermind where we fly 30 companies out to a uh, retreat location. We've held it down in Cartagena, Puerto Rico. The next one's going to be in Mexico. And uh, that's really for established hospitality brands. So brands that are running anywhere between 50 and about 400 short-term rental listings, boutique hotels, investors, things like that. Uh, and we spend four days really kind of supporting each other on growing our businesses and uh, connecting and doing business together. So yeah, our whole thing right now is really helping the host that wants to go all in on their business, but they really need some support on the systems, really need support on building a real team and really move away from the whole list it and forget it model where uh, you know I think we've kind of been educated on doing that over the last few years. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. And uh, you know, we're excited for how we're impacting the industry through these uh, through these programs. That's great. That's great. So, you know, my first question that I have for you is like, based on your experience, right? Who is that host that really needs to start considering about the brand, right? What are some of those characteristics? What does that host look like that should be focused, you know, maybe and not on the set and forget it, but hey, how do I make, you know, how do I turn this into something? So we have something that's called the five stages of hosting. 
right? Okay. And it's a scale to understand where you're at in the hosting journey, building a hospitality brand. And the five stages go from stage one is the traditional host. This is somebody who think of like Airbnb in 2008, right? Somebody who's <laughs> renting out an extra bedroom, they're renting out their house as they're traveling, whatever that is, right? But they're only focused on that one unit and the business 100% relies upon them. They may not scale, they're just focused on one that, that one unit. The second stage is a side hustle host, somebody who is doing the list it and forget it. They're getting a bunch of properties, maybe have two, three properties. They list it on Airbnb. They try to automate everything. They're making some extra cash, but their focus is in other things, nine to five or another business, whatever that is. Then stage three is what we call the hectic host. The hectic host is someone who's like, hey, I'm all in on this thing. I'm scaling it. I may have three to five, 10, 15 listings, whatever it is. The business relies upon me. I love it. I want to scale, but I don't really have systems. I don't really have a team. Kind of all relies on me growing the business. Stage four is what we call the rising star. Somebody who is now starting to step into a CEO role of their position, of their business. They have systems in their in their business. They have solid teams. They have a solid vision for what they're building, a brand. They're starting to develop the brand. And then stage five is what we call the legend, someone who's the CEO in their spot, right? In their, in their business. Baseline a million a year in their business and more. And they're scaling, they're developing an actual brand. They're running an actual brand. So to answer your question, when do you got to start studying this? Or when do you got to start focusing on your brand? I think it really comes down to identifying where you're at in the five stages of hosting and really deciding, do you actually want to grow a brand? This doesn't really align with everybody. There are certain people, especially in the side hustle stage, that just want to be listed and forget it hosts or the traditional hosts. They just want to focus on hosting. And that's all they care about, right? Which is amazing. And that's beautiful. That's great. But the moment you start identifying yourself with a hectic host, or if you recognize that you're a side hustle host and you want to grow, that's when we got to start asking the hard questions of what brand am I? Who am I? Who am I serving? Why am I serving them? Right? How are we serving them? And really going deep into those questions versus just focusing on getting more listings and heads and beds type of thing. So that answer your question? Yeah. So what I'm wondering, right? So I'm that hectic host here. What are some of those things that when I decide, all right, I want to build my brand, what are some of those first steps for me, right? What's some of that low hanging fruit that I need to go and tackle early on so that I can start establishing and start figuring out that path for me? Yeah, sure. I mean, one of the first things that we do when we work with the Hectic Coast or the Rising Star to start implementing a brand and developing a brand and hospitality brand is we put them through what we call the VOS, the VOS system. Uh, and that's part of the 90-day program. And the very first thing, VOS stands for Vision Operation Scale. The very first thing is dialing in the vision of what we're doing. This is business 101, right? It's understanding who are we, what's the essence of our company? Who are we serving as a guest? Who are we, for the property managers, who are we partnering with for our properties? What type of properties are we actually bringing on? Why are our guests actually traveling to our marketplace? What are our core values? What do we stand for? What's our host oath for our our guests and our properties, right? Obviously, that's a lot of stuff to go into. The whole idea here is as you start deciding who you want to be and what you want to do in this industry, what we find is people just focus on trying to get listings. They just try to focus on getting listings. They just try to focus on occupancy, heads and beds, right? which I hate that term because that just completely <laughs> takes away the personality behind our guests. Like we're in the hospitality industry, right? Like we should be focused on our guests, but now we're turning them into KPIs. We're turning yeah. them into numbers, right? 
So we have to really start asking ourselves, if you want to grow a brand, the very first thing is who are we? Who are we serving? Why are we serving them? How are we serving them? And those questions just start, you know, they, it's, it's a snowball effect. It starts yeah. opening up and it helps you make better decisions within your business. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I find so many conversations where like just talking to a host about, hey, so like, who's your ideal guest? And right. they're just like, I, wh- what? Anybody. Anybody yeah, I, I, I just want to get somebody in my bed there. Um, yeah. So, you know, you could really kind of see there how getting to start that brand. I mean, those are the first questions that you have to ask, right? Because you're not going to build a brand without understanding who you're trying to serve and what you are trying to serve at the end of the day. What's that product yeah. that we're going to deliver there? So, you know, building a brand, obviously, a lot of hosts are pretty cost sensitive. It's something they always think about, like, what are some of the costs associated with it? Right. And I, I think from your system, you know, from what I'm hearing, building a lot of systems, things like that. What are some of those costs associated? Like, what are some of those things early on that they're going to need to invest into that are going to help them to really, in the long run, build their brand and, and deliver a good guest experience? You know, I think hosts, they default to the mindset of like, oh, build a brand. Okay, I need a logo and I need a direct booking website. Yeah, and it's like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. But once we get it, what's the actual plan on driving traffic there? How are we converting people? How are we taking their payments? Like, there's so much that goes into this stuff and everyone focuses on that. And that's great, but that should just be part of the plan that we're rolling out to develop our brand, right? And the very first step, and I'm talking to like the side hustle host or the hectic host, right? Someone who is, they're making some money that we don't have to teach them the air quote Airbnb 101, right? Or the short term yep. rental 101, right? It's we have to now start focusing on how to develop a real business around what they're doing, right? So the very first things that we're investing into, one is, I believe, is education, right? If you don't know how to do this stuff yourself, you got to invest in the right education, the right mentors, the right books, seminars, the whole thing. I have a unlimited budget when it comes to education for myself. When it comes to health and education, I have a unlimited budget. So I'm constantly investing into that. So that really comes up to the person of like how much they can actually and they're willing to invest into. When it comes to the brand side, it comes down to systems, really developing into the systems and developing into the identity. I wouldn't focus on logos and design and websites. I would focus on education. I would focus on getting clear on our our vision of our brand. And then next is developing and investing in the right systems so we can start scaling it the right way. And systems, I'm sure you're familiar with them, is SOPs, right? It's step-by-step processes of how we're running our business, what we stand for, our expectations, how we deliver on it, the whole thing. So that question of like, you know, where do we start investing money and how much, like that, how much we should just remove that from the table. Cause it's like, yeah, it's like, what's your goal? Do you want to develop a generational company that you know, is around for a hundred years that is doing millions of dollars worth of income. It's like the, how much doesn't really matter. Right. If you want to develop a lifestyle brand, it matters, but what, what matters more is your systems and the vision of your business and where you're going with this. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, that's something when I first got into the industry, I was just absolutely blown away, like working with hospitable and Hey, we're going to put this system in place. And then just hearing how quickly people scale after the fact, yeah, because they great. turn from that hectic host into, okay, things are running as they're supposed to. I can take a step back and actually focus on the business instead of just putting out fires all day and night, exactly. because all of this is happening in the background for us. So now, right, let's say we're that host that started to build some of their brand. 
And I know everybody always wants to talk about metrics. I loved what you said earlier about, you know, occupancy rate and things like that. How can I evaluate where we are building that brand? What are some of those things that I should be paying attention to? Because obviously we want to put a system in place, but we always want to be growing. We always want to make sure that we're being more efficient with that. So what are some of those things that you're suggesting for hosts after the fact to kind of reflect and take a look at to to help them continue to grow? So as far as what to evaluate, as far as like what systems to have in place? I mean, even, you know, in any way, shape or form, right? Like what are some of those things that after we've started to build that brand, what are we looking back at? You know, obviously like people Mm want to see that metric and they want to boil it down to that one percentage point to know, okay, I'm at 95, I got to 97, I'm successful. We can't do that in our space. There's so many different things. What are those tools that they're using to keep their finger on the pulse of their business so that they know, hey, which way do we need to go or what adjustments do we need to make? So again, we we have the vision. We can do hours just talking about the vision side alone, right? Second is operations. Operations comes into a couple of different things, right? Hospitable is one part of our operational pillar in our business, right? So we have our tech side. That's one part of our operational pillar in our business. But then we have all our SOPs, right? What we have and what we teach is what's called the host playbook step-by-step on how we actually run our business. Obviously, we want to be profitable. If you know, It's like, unless we're a nonprofit company, which is great, or a nonprofit organization, if we're a company, we have to be profitable. Whatever that number is to that person is to them. I know people that want to grow billion-dollar companies. I also know people that just want to make a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year and travel the world with their family, right? So that that range is massive. So depending on where you want to go there, obviously, just make sure that you're profitable and you're growing every single year at whatever rate that you're comfortable with. But to me, the biggest thing that I instill in our students over and over and over again is one is we have to know our numbers. So we need solid dashboards, right? To where we can look at what what are the trends in our business? Who are we attracting in? How, what's affecting our five-star versus 4.8-star mm-hmm. on our businesses? We have to know this data. We have to study it. We have to understand that. We also have to understand how many systems are we actually creating? So we have something in our business, uh, in Overnight Success, where every single team member is trained on how to build systems in our business. And they're required to, or encouraged, I should say, to create one system a week. So anything that they do in their in their job, in their role, more than once, there needs to be a system around it. Now, what's happening is we're able to take a step back and look at our company and recognize like, oh, this is how our business operates. This is every single step of our company. So anytime we hire somebody, we can pass off the playbook and say, this is how our business is ran. So yes, numbers are important. There's plenty of people out there that talk about profit numbers and listings and 100 listings versus 200 listings. All that stuff is relevant to the person, right? Depending on what you want to build. To me, what's more important is the time that's being placed in your business versus the time that you're you're working on your business, right? Yeah. And the only way to get yourself out of the business and work on it versus in it is through systems and the right people. It's the way that we're building our, our current company, Overnight Success, and that's how we're building our second property business, which is called Free Wild. With that same mindset. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that was something early on, You know, I'd worked in a lot of different industries, and you could have your next door neighbor renting out the similar size house, you know, at a similar price point, but your businesses are so wildly different. So there really is, you know, no two businesses in this space that are really alike. And it seems like what you're saying, 
really diving into what you want to accomplish, who that ideal target is, what your goal is out of that, that should be the driver and not just something that everybody is throwing down your throat like you have to have. Like I'm on sales calls all day where I'm a, I'm a terrible salesman. I'll tell you that right now. I am absolutely <laughs> horrendous at sales. What I want to do is I want to help you. So I'm not going to tell you that you need to do ABC. I want to understand you a bit more because what are your goals? What are you trying to get out of this? Yeah. Do you really need all those bells and whistles? You may not because you're not ready for it, or you may. And I'm going to tell you to go take a look elsewhere. But yeah, really understanding and having a great understanding of what you want to accomplish. It seems like in this space with all these different options, it's really kind of like a choose your own adventure, right? You can do so many different things. This is what I love about that industry, man. And like we're currently right now, we we have open enrollment for our next Legends X class. And we've had over, we only bring 30 to 40 students in per class. And we had over 250, so far 250 hosts apply for this class. That's awesome. And I have the pleasure to speak with so many of them. We, um, it's a uh, apply only type of program. So we have to go through multiple call steps to understand who the hosts are and what they're doing. And there's plenty of hosts where I say, hey, this program is not for you. Like we should not be focusing on this grander vision of developing this brand because it sounds like your your vision is just to host and be a host of your one or two listings. Focus on that. Have fun with that. Tweak it. Make sure that you're getting your five stars and understand who's traveling to your property. But for the people that really want to scale, that really want to grow, we have to look at the holistic approach of first, who are we? Where are we going with this whole thing? That really matters, right? If you're developing a generational company like I am with Free Wilds, want my grandkids to be able to put their hands on it one day. Yeah. Yeah. I have to take a whole different approach than somebody who like my business partner, Jasper, when we first got together, he just wanted a lifestyle business. He has a couple of investments, a couple of management properties. And, uh, you know, he was able to build systems to where he can run those anywhere in the world. And that's what he did for seven years. Right. And it's like, that what you have to build for the lifestyle business is completely different from what we have to build for free wild because we want that thing to last, right? Yeah. We want that to be generational wealthy. So I think I think it's like for, for the hosts that are listening to this that don't really know where they're at, it's like one of the first things that we can do. A really good book on this is called Vivid Vision. I would recommend anyone who's just getting started in the vision side, trying to build their brand, understand what they're doing, is really start asking themselves, uh, read that book, Vivid Vision. It'll help pull out the vision of what you actually want to build, why you want to build it, where you want to go. That dictates what you have to have in place for your business. And I feel like that's that could be so overwhelming for some hosts, but at the end yeah. of the day too, it's just about like, what do you really want to accomplish? Let's not even start by thinking about what you think could be successful or, or what it's going to take. Like stop putting everything on something else or some other thought or idea. Like let's start internal because typically, I mean, that's when we see the most success come. It's, hey, this is what I want to do. And I feel like we see that with hosts in our space because, hey, this is something that I did on the side. I started doing it well, and now I can turn this into a business. I've worked in a lot of industries, man. I worked in banking and finance and like, you don't get any of this in a lot of those spaces. It's all like, here's the playbook. We all have the same goal. We all have the same idea. All right. What do you want to do with it now? Um, So yeah, I I agree. This is, this is definitely a fun space to be in, especially during this time. Right. Um, The good, the bad, the other, I mean, it's, it's definitely exciting and, and definitely, like we said, a lot of different things you could do with it. Um, All right. So pitfalls, where do people go wrong? 
I, you probably deal with a lot of these people building systems, putting these different things in place, right? Car, maybe carving a vision that really isn't theirs, but they think it is. Where do you see some of those uh, those people, those hosts going wrong in building their brand? What are some of the mistakes that they made that hopefully some of our hosts here listening today, you know, could at least be aware of and potentially avoid? Yeah. yeah um, oh man, the list of where, ah. where yeah, because I've been through it all, right? Like the reason why I figured out the whole five stages of hosting was I, I took a step back and looked at my entire hosting journey and recognize that, oh, these were all the different stages I was in that led me to this place where I can run a couple hundred units uh, in one business and now start turning that into buying land and developing tiny home communities. And like, I, I recognize like there's stages to this whole thing and using myself as an, as an example where I went wrong uh, through this is one is overanalyzing everything. Right. It's like, what's that uh, saying? Paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Yep, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, everything that we're saying now, there, most people are going to take this and be like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. Let me just get back to work and check off the checklist. Right. And people just get in the process and, and the habit really of just showing up and doing reactive tasks in their business. Right. And we have something too for the Hecticos that we talk about is. We mostly run Hectic Hosts mostly run their businesses, their short term rental businesses off of memory, right? Yeah, uh, this yeah. problem came up last time I, for our guest, and this is how I think I solved it last time. So let's just solve it now. And then they solve it and they move on, right? And just wait for more reactive tasks to come up. And then before they know it, they're pulling their hair out saying, like, why? Why do I always have the worst guests? Why do all the problem guests book with me? Why? Why do I always hire the wrong cleaners? Why do they never? clean the property the way I told them to clean it, right? So one of the biggest problems and pitfalls is um, one is getting lost in the checklist, right? Of just like waking up every day and just being reactive to your business. Two is, and I sound like a broken record, is zero systems in their business. They may invest in some technology, which is great. And that solves a certain aspect of your business. But the, the, the way that your business is ran... And we have to look at this too. Do you have a job or do you have a business? Yeah. Right. A job is you're waking up, putting your time into it. You're trading hours for dollars, right? A business is an organ, um, organism that you're building and you're feeding that's growing beyond you, right? It's like, are we doing that? Are we trading our hours for dollars? And the difference between that is literally the systems that we build and then the people that we hire to run those systems for us. And that... Right? I feel like I've seen so many instances where like I talk to a host and maybe they've hired the first person on their team, right? We just added somebody and their quality goes down. And I can see for building a brand, how that could be. Well, they didn't have a good defined system in place. So what they did and what they went off memory, well, they didn't have that defined. So when that next person steps in, like they're not doing it the exact same way, they're doing it how they feel. But at the end of the day, that's when, you know, things start to get watered down or we lose some consistency there. And it's tough to build a brand with that. You know, I, I remember like a host yeah. being so upset with the way that his team responded. And it was like, well, have we ever talked about the proper way they should respond? Exactly. And, you know, what are some yeah. of those things that they should be saying? What are those qualifying questions? Yeah. And, and you know, I think, too, when it comes to like evaluating, it's it's just giving you some time to do some of those evaluations, like talking to a host where hey, they're always asking for this one amenity and like, we're always telling them no, or, you know, that's a question that comes up all the time. Well, why don't we offer that amenity? You know what I mean? Like, why isn't that something we just add in there? Like, it makes sense for us. It's not going to break the bank. Like, 
And if we have enough people, you know, I, I feel like taking a step back and actually taking a look at what's going on because you're that hectic host, you're living in it. Like you can't see the forest through the trees. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, and to, you know, to touch on that a little bit more, um, there's two things there. One is like, and this is just human nature. This is entrepreneurship, right? Regardless if you're building an ice cream shop or shorts and rental business, right? It's like, we have to be willing to fail. And we have to be willing to fail over and over again, right? Most people, they hire their first, say, virtual assistant to help them with customer service, right? It's probably one of the most common positions hosts hire for right away. And they hire the wrong person. The person is not meeting their expectations. They fire that person. They say, well, VAs just don't work. Virtual assistants just don't work for me. So I have to do it. Nobody can do it better than me. And they get in this position where they're micromanaging the process, right? Um, And they can't let go. And once you do that, you can't grow this business. And I've asked the question to so many people over the last couple of weeks enrolling for the next Legends X class is like, hey, if I gave you five listings right now, what would that do to your business? Right? And most people say, I wouldn't be able to take them on. I, yep. I can't I can't onboard that. I, I don't know. Like, it's just too much. I, I want them, but it's just too much work for me. Right? And the question should be, what would that do to my business? Well, that would add money to my bottom line. That would actually add value to us. So let's go. Let's bring those five listings on. And the only way to have that confidence is, is through the systems and the people and then just also trying it. So we have to fail at doing this and understand why we failed so we can fix the process. And then lastly, too, what you were saying is like taking a step back. There's another book I could recommend called uh, Road Less Stupid. Uh, which is a funny <laughs> title, Road Less Stupid essentially the summary of that is creating what's called thinking time in your business, right? I have two blocks a day, two hours in the morning and one hour in the afternoon where I have literally thinking time where no distractions. I have a place in my house that I go to that has no technology. I have a thinking chair and I have a notebook and literally my process. And I learned this through that book, uh, Road Less Stupid, is my process is to solve the biggest problems and literally sit with what I worked on today. What am I working? What am I expecting this week? What have I learned over the last five years of being in business? And literally go through that process because once you can carve out thinking time as a CEO, you can start asking those harder questions of who are we as a business? Who are we serving? Why are we serving them? Right. So it's like we get in this business, like we get in the process of like, oh, we have to build systems or we have to go get listings or we got to turn these over. We got to hire new cleaners. And how do I make more money? How do I get more heads and beds? We think of that because our entrepreneur mind wants to, we want to feel like we're achieving something, but we never take time to actually think and ask ourselves questions. So that's a big part of building this brand is car or building your brand is uh, carving out the time to actually think of what you're working on. And what you learn. That's amazing. I feel like that's so that's one of the struggles I'm going through right now is I got, you know, I just became the VP of customer. Uh, Pierre told me I became the VP of customer because I failed more than anybody here at Hospitable, right? So there we go. I failed, but that means I've tried enough. But to be able to to carve out some time to just sit down and think about the issues, like right now I'm in fire, you know, I'm I'm sitting putting out fires all day and night. But at the end of the day, to be able to be in a bit of fire prevention, let's Mm -hmm. think about how we can 
how we can go ahead and trim some of that underbrush so that we don't have these issues in the future. But how how do we right? How did you do that? Like, how did you find that time to break free? Because, like you said, I'm, my mind's always constantly going. I always have a checklist of a million things sure. that I need to do, and yes, if I'm sir, not worrying not. about them, right, then like even that is something that is accomplishing because I'm worrying about those things. 100%. At yeah. least I'm giving them some effort. Oh man, that's a whole nother conversation, ah. to get into, right? Like, which I love. I mean, this is the stuff that I love talking about because this doesn't come natural to me. Like systems don't come natural to me. Sitting and doing thinking time doesn't come natural to me. Like this process is not natural to who I am as a person, but I've developed discipline to implement it because I know the importance of it. And I've studied, I've luckily, you know, have all my friends that I've chosen to surround myself with over the last few years are business owners. And they're everyone from someone who is running a, a small boutique service business to someone who is running a billion dollar company. And I've watched those processes. And what I've seen over and over again is the CEOs that I respect and what they build, they have these, they have the discipline to take action and make sure that they're getting their, their most important work done. But two, they also have the discipline to be healthy, right? Physically, mentally, emotionally. Two is they have the discipline to actually stop and think and journal and read and learn from other people. They're constant students. And that's something that I've chosen to be. I'm like, okay. And what I said earlier today is like, we have a, uh, a unlimited budget when it comes to health and education. I'm uh, in those two fields. I'm going to constantly be a student pushing myself in those, in those levels because it only affects me in my business. Yeah. Right. And everything else I want to do in life. So like, how do we do this, man? People are going to laugh. It systems is one, right? Yep. We need systems around what, your day to day Two, You need a process to understand what, what's priority in your day to day. There's a lot of time that you could waste by um, just checking off the list. Yeah. But three is literally just put it in your calendar. It's yeah. like, it's as simple <laughs> as that. It's as simple as that. It's like, you know, my team knows from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m., nobody can get a hold of me unless it's an emergency. And my director of operations and business partner can call my cell phone. That's yeah. it. That's Outside amazing. of that, I'm not responding to emails. I'm not doing anything. On top of that, at 2 p.m. my time, I have one hour where I sit down, I do breath work, and I do thinking time. Love it. Boom. That's amazing. That's how yeah. you do it. Just do it. And just do it. And that it's <laughs> yeah. just amazing because it this is the way that it seems to help really build that business and build that brand, right? You need to be able to go ahead and have that time to reflect to get started, right? We have so many things going on, but if we don't actually take the time to ask ourselves these questions, to really dive in, to figure out what we're trying to accomplish and give it some time to try to accomplish those things, you know, you're just going to continue to be on the cycle of the hectic host where you're living in the day to day as opposed to building something that is going to be there for the long term or building something sure. that we can really grow. Now, right. so one thing I want to talk about was building your brand, right? I know, obviously, these days, like direct bookings, and when people think about a brand, like they think about that brand itself. Sure. If I'm a host who's really living and dying by by some of these OTAs and these OTAs are generating enough business for me, it seems like building a brand is still something that I would want to invest in, mm -hmm. even if I'm not trying to get direct bookings because it's going to help my Airbnb business grow, right? How have things changed in the past year or so with you know that huge direct booking push? How does that change your mindset? Does it change your mindset when it comes to really building your brand um, you know, yeah. in today's market? 
Yeah, I think direct bookings, listen, I think direct bookings are super important to have. I read something today. I don't know how true this is. I got to dive deeper into this study, but I read today that direct bookings are down 19% and OTA bookings are up 29%. What that means for the individual business owners, I have no idea. I know for us, direct bookings in our business is a small portion, but also it's something that we're very focused on building repeat bookings. Yeah. So not necessarily, I'm not necessarily focused on, I want to compete with Airbnb or Verbo or whatever on buying the lead to have someone book with me versus book with Airbnb. If we compete on that level, we're going to lose every single time, right? They have more money than any other business in the world that they can spend on acquiring the lead. But one thing that they can't, well, I shouldn't say that. One thing that I can compete with them with is building the loyalty between our guests to come and rebook with us in the future or refer future bookings to us, right? So that's where we focus. And that's part of the scale side of Legends X is we focus on two things. One is how to build a loyalty program with your guests. And then number two is how to build a marketing plan and scale and get more properties coming to you. But one of the first things that we do is like the websites, it's important, but we look at Airbnb and Verbo and all the other OTAs is our marketing partners. They, yeah. they have billions of dollars that they're investing into educating the guests to book travelers to book through their platform. And they're going to find us and, and stay with us. I'll pay them a small percentage on bringing us guests. I don't mind doing that at all. And they've, I mean, I made millions of dollars of Airbnb over the last few years, right? Yep. Totally fine doing that. But at the end of the day, it's like once that guest stays in our property, it's our job to one, deliver a five-star world-class experience for them every single time, without a doubt. That's our standard. Five stars or above, right? But the moment that they're with us, we're bringing them into our organization to educate on who we are as a company. And that works for us every single time. We, we just bought a property uh, in a town called Idlewild, which is a couple of hours from here, Mountain Town. Have you been there? I haven't. I haven't, but I've definitely heard some good things about Idlewild. Yeah. 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 Awesome little mountain town, two hours yeah. from LA and San Diego. We bought an old vacation rental property there, a business there with four cabins and a bunch of land that we're going to be de- developing a tiny home community on. And within 45 days of implementing a loyalty program, we booked, we, we were able to increase our bookings, our, our revenue 30% and wow. increase our direct bookings 30% through rebooking. So guests who stayed with us from Airbnb who said, hey, I got to come back for another weekend. And they booked another weekend with us direct, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of our philosophy. It's like, we love Airbnb and all these OTAs, Yeah, but I'm not going to compete with them to try to buy the lead because it's like, they have more money and they have bigger teams and they're better at it than us. But one thing that we can do to stand out on the platform is to deliver a world-class experience and then develop that, that loyalty program through our guests. And then, you know, touch on this a little bit too, is like, I truly believe this year is going to be the difference between who's going to thrive on the OTAs are the traditional hosts, right? The mom and pop who are just like, create such a cool experience of staying at their place and their, their identity is attached to that listing. And then hospitality brands. Mm -hmm. I think everybody in the middle will, will survive. We'll do fine, but I don't think we're going to thrive anymore. The whole list it and forget it mindset of let's just get properties listed on Airbnb air quote and automate everything, walk away from it, heads and beds, occupancy, 
cheap furniture, yeah, horrible customer service, they're not going to do well. And I really do think hospitality brands on OT uh, on the OTA, especially Airbnb, are going to thrive moving forward. Yeah, and I mean everything that you said just makes uh, it makes so much sense. That's something that I always talk about with hosts when it's you know how do I generate more direct bookings? Like you said, we can't compete with Airbnb, and we'd be foolish to think that we could. However, yeah. once they get into your web, right? Once they're in that network of yours, you need to be delivering everything you can to make sure that they stick around. And not only that, but then they it's land and expand with their friends, their family, right? Hey, I had a great time up in Idlewild with these guys. Why don't you go check them out? They're not going to do that with the host who's not responding to them or they had a bad experience. And even if they did have a bad experience, but you delivered and you provided exactly. them with the, you know, you, you provided a resolution, you were responsive. Like I appreciate that more. I go to the same spot up here in Forget It Forge and people are going to laugh because I tell this story all the time. It's not, he doesn't have a direct booking website. It's not the absolute, you know, wow, everything, but I know that I'm going to get a guaranteed good experience every time I mm -hmm. go there. So I always stay in the same place because I know if I tried something different and it failed, my wife and my kids would never let me live it down, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go stay yeah. with them. And, you know, I know he's going to respond. I know they're going to take care of it and they have a customer for life. And guess what? When my parents come into town, I'm going to tell them to go check out that spot as well. Yeah. Because again, I know that they could trust in that experience. Yeah. I was going to say, just touch on that real quick too. Like, I, I don't want to be clear here because I, I sometimes when I talk about what I'm talking about here with the brand on the OTA and all that, everyone like defaults to say Sonder, right? Everybody yep, knows what's yep. it, right? We default to Sonder, this big corporation, logos and all this stuff. That's not the only type of brand. You yes. could be a brand yourself, right? I mean, just look on Instagram. There's you, you know, there's millions of people that have brands, their person, personal identity is the brand and they're making millions of dollars doing that. Right. So you can be that on Airbnb, Joe, the host, whatever, whatever it is, but you're talking to the people that you want to serve. You're serving them with the properties that they're looking for. You're solving their problems, right? We're choosing a guest avatar and directing everything towards that one type of person. So we don't need all these bell, bells and whistles of booking websites and logos and brand mission statements and all this stuff. But what we need is a clear identity of who we're serving, why we're serving them, how we're serving them, right? And then yep. creating what we call a host oath that gives them the promise that this is who we are. This is how we do business. If it's anything less than this, this is what we promise on the back end. That's amazing. Right? So we don't have to build these massive brands like Sonder. We could be individuals on the OTAs, Airbnb with a brand, but we have to answer those questions and solve our guests' biggest problems. Yeah. And from there, that's when people want to rebook with you. Yep. That's where they want to refer their friends to you, just like they want to refer a good band or a good, good movie, right? Yeah, for sure. But it's like if you're if they're just checking in and it's just like cookie cutter stuff, crappy customer service, no one's really attached to it. And it's like, well, you paid for it. Yep. You know, it's like, okay, well, yeah. And they may have, they may have had a good time, right? There may have been no issues there, but at the end of the day, it's not memorable. It's not what's gonna bring them back. And I think so much of it is about that consistency, right? Like with this yep. guy up and forget it forge, I know what I'm gonna expect each and every time. And again, that speaks volumes to those having those systems in play that are just going to go over and over again. So you don't need to be that big Sonder. You could just be, you know, Matthew Demetrio or a soul, whatever it is that that simple brand for you, but delivering a good guest experience, making sure it's consistent. They know what they can expect. That's going to keep them bringing, you know, coming on back. 100%. So 
I, you know, we're, we're running out of time here. I had a couple of questions though. I want to get to know you a bit better here. Um, right. So one thing I want to know, what was your, uh, what was the first job you ever had? What was your first oh, official paying job? Oh man, I grew up in a blue collar. I mean, you know where I grew up right outside of Newark, New Jersey in a town called Kearney. Right. So I grew up in a, uh, a blue collar town. So I've been working since I was a kid in construction and, you know, my dad owned a uh, small construction company on the weekends. I, I would work with him. So Man, I can't even remember how early, how young I was, but on job sites with my dad, you know, sweeping, picking up <laughs> concrete bags, you know, doing the whole thing. But yeah, I've had every single job you can think of. I, you know, construction at a very early age. I worked for a carnival, a traveling carnival for a while <laughs> when That's I was like awesome. 16, 17 years old. Uh, I was in, I was a carpenter, um, a union carpenter for a while. Um, but when I was uh, 18, that's when I decided... Say 18? Yeah, 18 years old, 19 years old. That's when I decided, my sister told me, she's like, hey, if you want to make this real estate thing a, a reality, you can't have a plan B. Plan B distracts from plan A. So uh, go all in on plan A. Amazing. And that's when I quit my job and went all in on my real estate investment uh, career. And that's amazing. It's been, been a journey. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up the same, right? Super blue collar. So my dad was like, you're, you're coming with me to the factory so you can get a taste of this. So you can never end up here and you can go do all those other things. Right. There's a reason why his company was called Relium and Sons because he made me and my brother work with him on every single job because that's amazing anybody else you know oh wow wow that's incredible so and and my next question for you is you know what before you really started focusing on short-term rentals and you know doing all the wonderful things you're doing now what was your last job before then but i think you you highlighted that so focusing on real estate investments and yeah along those lines last year of high school my teacher i'm still good friends with frank gave me rich that poor dad because i was talking about like hey i want to build businesses i want to be rich you know i don't i don't want to work with my hands you know like <laughs> it, we, you know i had a early introduction to that so uh, he gave me rich that poor dad and that completely switched my mindset on on life and um when i was 19 so i worked for a real estate investor from 17 to 19 and uh, she taught me how to raise money, other people's money. And she taught Mm. me how to value real estate and I knew how to renovate properties. So when I was uh, 1920, I bought my first property, real estate. And uh, 110% financing. This is right before the crash. And uh, (laughs) we renovated that house, we flipped it and we bought two more properties. And the two properties that we bought were vacation rentals down in uh, Wildwood, New Jersey. Yeah, so I've been in real estate my pretty much my entire life. So from that age to... About six, seven years ago, I was in real estate investing. So buying, fixing, flipping houses, apartment buildings, development of new single family homes, two family homes, stuff like that. But I got burnt out with that model, sold my interest to my partners at that time, jumped in a car, started traveling the country, going to different masterminds and events and all that. And that's when I kind of stumbled into air quote, Airbnb being a business and dove all into that about six and a half years ago. Oh wow, that's amazing! Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, well, I appreciate you you sharing that story that you have yeah. there with us. Um, so you know that's that's all that we have for here today. Any oh, final man. thoughts, right? For these hosts building their brand, like any one 
one little tidbit, one little snippet that we're going to put on the social media campaign or whatnot. What's the one thought that you would share with those people who are listening to us here today? Yeah. I mean, just have freaking fun, have fun with this process. Woo! You know, have, I mean, we're in a, such an incredible industry where, you know, like we live in a borderless world where we can literally connect with any person, any culture, any, any background, anything like that and really get to know them by opening up our homes to them and, and connecting with them. So have fun in this process and, you know, don't get caught up with the whole mindset of like, I have to have a hundred or 200 units to, to be, you know, a professional short-term rental brand. It's like develop what's natural to you, have fun with the process, connect with the world and it, it'll align. It'll be fun. I, I love that, man. I love that. I love a lot yeah. of things that you were saying here, um, you know, throughout. And I, I got to say like, there's, there's obviously a ton of content to consume out there. I'm a part of a ton of different mailing lists, but I really appreciate the content that you and Jasper throw out. Mm. Like the emails that you send out, they're super simple. I always feel like I get something from them and that after just with that quick read, like I can take something away and bring it to the business. Um, it, and there's always something actionable there. You know, it's not like, all right, now go read these other blog posts or whatnot. It's really good concrete content. I gotta give you guys a bunch of kudos. Like you're I one, that. I always share to everybody, go jump on that mailing list. You're going to be yeah. all, all the better for it at the end of it. So I, I, I wholeheartedly appreciate what you guys Thank are throwing you. out there. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal, right? Like we write those every single morning. Every that's, single morning we sit down and write those. That's awesome. Yeah, when yeah. I first got into the space, like Jasper was one of the first kind of people I, yeah. I connected with here at Hospitable. Um, so it's definitely been awesome to kind of watch you guys in your journey and, and you know, all the best to you as you continue here. And Thank and, you, brother. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I hear a lot of good things from the hosts that work with, I, I, you know, quite a few of those hosts are Hospitable hosts and yeah. they've definitely grown and scaled their business, you know, with what you guys have helped them out with. All right. So, you know, Eric, man, once again, I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, thank you so much for your time here today. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you having here on the, on the podcast. Thank you, brother. I appreciate awesome. it, man. Yeah. And that's a wrap for our first episode of Hospitable Hosts. Thank you so much to Eric for sharing your experiences and your expertise with us. It was an absolute pleasure getting to know you better. Keep your eyes peeled for our next episode coming out in April, where our CEO, Pierre Camille, and Richie, president and co-founder of Price Labs and dear friend to Hospitable, will discuss how to develop a winning pricing strategy. Are you hungry for more Hospitable knowledge? Well, stay tuned for our next masterclass webinar with Ella from Autohost. And be on the lookout for our host educators workshop where our hospitable hosts are going to share how they became super hosts. Also, don't forget to click that follow button on all of our social media channels. We'd love to help you on your quest to turn your side hustle into a real hospitality brand. Hospitable can help you streamline guest communication, manage all your listings in a single calendar, and even build you a direct booking website. Start your 14-day free trial on our site and see for yourself how Hospitable can help you scale your business. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Matthew with Hospitable and I'm here to help. You can connect with me on LinkedIn where I share more about my daily work at Hospitable. See you next time.